It's time for InsureTalk with insurance industry tech geek and Guidewire chief evangelist, Laura Drabik. In this podcast series, we don't just talk about innovative ideas in PNC insurance. We talk with industry trailblazers about the big ideas they made happen and how they did it. If you're looking for insights on the trends and technologies reshaping the industry, an all-new InsureTalk starts now. Welcome to InsureTalk. My name is Laura Drabik, and I'm the Chief Evangelist at Guidewire. In this episode, I have the privilege of interviewing Andy Taylor, CEO of Gore Mutual Insurance. Andy is a seasoned executive with decades of experience working in insurance. Under his leadership, Gore Mutual launched their Next Horizon strategy to become a purpose-driven, digitally-led national insurer. And that is the focus of today's conversation. What's on the next horizon for Gore Mutual and for our industry? Hello, Andy. Thank you for joining my podcast. Hello, Laura. Thank you so much for having me here today. Tell our listeners about Gore Mutual Insurance and what gets you fired up every day to lead this wonderful organization. Yeah, thanks. Gore Mutual is Canada's oldest PNC mutual insurance company. And just to give you some perspective, we're over 180 years old. But what's super exciting for me and gets me fired up every day is we're going through, as you referenced, our Next Horizon strategic transformation. And the scope of that is ultimately to completely rebuild our organization with the vision of becoming a purpose-driven, digitally-led national insurer over the next decade. So it's an exciting time to be with the organization, you know, one that's got so much history, but also really reinventing ourselves for the future. The next horizon strategy is to become, as you said, purpose-driven, digitally-led national insurer. What else can you share with our listeners on your strategy? Our strategy is extremely exciting for us, and there's three key components of the transformation. The first one is completely rebuilding our operating models, really bringing in best-in-class operating model design from around the world. The second pillar is completely replacing all of our technology technology over a very accelerated two to three year period with industry leading cloud-based guidewire platforms. And the third one that I'm extremely passionate about is a significant investment in the talent and elevation of our business. You know, just to give you perspective, we brought close to 200 people into the business over the last few years. So really taking our business from being a mid-sized regional generalist insurance company and building a scalable business model that will allow us to to achieve that vision of becoming a national insurer in the years to come. So Andy, I had the pleasure of watching you present Gore Mutual's Next Horizon strategy at Connections in 2021. You did a great job. In your presentation, you used the memorable quote from one of our Canadian heroes, Wayne Gretzky, which is, skate to where the puck is going, not where it has been. This quote perfectly describes Gore Mutual's mindset. Would you mind sharing that mindset with our listeners? Yeah, yeah, it's a great quote and a great question. And, and I do think that was a pivot point for us in our strategy, which is the whole idea behind Next Horizon is to look out 10 years on the horizon. And so we took a very different view with the concept of even though we may be performing well today, and we were, we were financially strong, we were growing. When we looked out on the horizon, and this is the idea of looking at where the puck's going, we could see some very concerning trends in our industry. And that really 
really was the catalyst for the transformation. The three key trends that we were looking at specifically were massive consolidation of our distribution landscape, exponential change in technology, and then finally significant change in consumer expectations. And so the idea behind this is if we were not to dramatically change our company and position ourselves for success in the future, we might have actually found ourselves in a difficult spot. So this concept of looking ahead, even if today things aren't looking challenging, they might look very different if you look out on the horizon. Yeah, that makes sense. Thanks for sharing that. And speaking of moving forward, you have to evaluate where you are and where you've been, no matter how uncomfortable that is. As a leadership team, what difficult conversations did you have as you evaluated your situation and how did you decide to move forward? I think this is a really difficult one for many companies. In our specific example, we did have to have some very uncomfortable conversations with our leadership team and with our board that, you know, building on my earlier comments around looking to the future, that were much more candid than we normally would have been. And so specifically, when we measured ourselves in today's world, you know, as I mentioned, we were doing okay. But when we measured ourselves against our competitors and where our industry and the world was going, we actually concluded that, you know, our business was not a high performing business. We didn't have scalable operating models. Our technology was not modern. We had been struggling with a legacy replacement program for some time. And if we looked at our talent, we were unable at the time to really attract industry leading talent. And so that was a conversation that we took to our board that wouldn't be a normal one. You're used to going to the board with putting your best foot forward, but we actually built a lot of credibility with our board being open and honest about, you know, where our weaknesses were, where we needed to change. And I think the alignment between us on that was what led us to the decision to make such a dramatic change and really quite literally rebuild our organization. So what were your business goals? And if you don't mind sharing, what were your greatest obstacles to achieving those goals? The vision and our ultimate goal is to be a purpose-driven, digitally-led national insurer. And the idea between purpose-driven, digitally-led is building off our roots as a mutual insurance company. We feel we have a unique opportunity to position ourselves differently in the industry from a purpose perspective. The second part, digitally-led, is we want to be a high-performing business and a leading business from an operating model and technology standpoint so that we could compete with the largest scale players in the industry. And so the challenge for us when we looked at the goal of becoming a top 10 insurer, financially that would mean quadrupling the size of our business. At the time when we started Next Horizon, we were just under 500 million top 10 insurers or 2 billion plus in Canada and, and right business in all the provinces. So for us, the obstacle was when we looked at that goal of becoming a national insurer, we didn't have a scalable business model that could take us to that scale. We didn't have the technology or the talent. And so that was the catalyst to say, let's spend the first three years of our next rise in this phase we call the be brilliant phase, which is getting the foundation built to ultimately allow us to now scale the business to those financial targets. Okay, so scalable business model, technology and talent. How did you navigate around these obstacles or how are you navigating through them? 
Well, I think the first step we took, which I think was a meaningful one, was to think differently about the transformation. Initially, it was a technology transformation program. And then for all the reasons that I've just mentioned, the scope of it was much greater and it became a, a strategic business transformation. And with that mindset, we looked at how do we create value first and then augment that value with technology implementations and talent. And so I think this mindset of business strategy, strategic transformation, creating value, enhancing that with technology allowed us to take some fairly radical decisions early in the program. One of the things we did was we changed our mindset from trying to do it ourselves to working with external partners who in many ways had already done transformations of this scale before. And I think that was a mindset shift for us too because previously we had tried to innovate on our own and we'd struggled. And so I think that was probably one of the most meaningful changes. And then I think the second piece is really just the scale and the scope and the pace that we were approaching it with. We had incrementally improved our business for decades. And in this case, what we decided was we needed to radically transform our business. So from a capital investment and a resource perspective, we put a close to a decade's worth of investment into two to three years to really accelerate the transformation. You know, I mentioned this at the Guide to Our Conference, but the concept of rather than renovating our house incrementally we really had to rebuild the entire house and that, that had a lot of benefits but also introduced a significant amount of, of risk and complexity to the transformation. I really appreciate what you said Andy in particular around the point about think differently how this was initially seen as a tech program but pivoting it to become a strategic business transformation. Well done, well said. Thank you, very exciting. When we come back after this short break we'll continue our conversation with Andy Taylor. Digging in Sure Talk with Laura Drabic? Be sure to subscribe on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, rate the show on Apple Podcasts and let us know how we're doing. Now, let's get back to the show. And welcome back to InsureTalk. This is Laura Drabic, and I'm talking to Andy Taylor, CEO of Gore Mutual Insurance. How are you measuring the success of your transformation? And are there any achievements to date that you can share with us? Yeah, absolutely. I think measurement became a key pillar of the program. We really embraced metrics, KPIs, and value creation. The one specific example early in the program was we worked with an external partner to bring an entirely new operating model into our claims area. And just in that area alone, we were able to generate in excess of $30 million of recurring cost savings out of our business, which helped ultimately fund some of the technology investments that we were making. So I think there's been meaningful improvements in our operating model that we can measure through KPIs and value creation. I think that's the first one. The second one, which I think is very relevant to our conversation today, is the success of the implementation of our guidewire cloud platform. And again, in this area, we took the very ambitious goal to replace the entire technology platform within a three-year period, but we were able to finish the entire Personalines business within 18 months. And that was a highly successful launch. And the third measure of success has been our ability to attract talent and then retain that talent throughout this journey. We've created a lot of excitement around our transformation, our vision, where we're going. 
growing and that's really allowed us to attract next level talent to help us on this journey. So those would be three areas that we're seeing great success and that we're very proud of. Andy, how important was broker input and buy-in to achieving the next Horizon strategy? And can you share with us any useful practices you employed to weave brokers into the transformation? For us, it was highly strategic and highly important because we distribute our products 100% through independent brokers and strategic broker partners are really a critical part of our vision to growing a company into a national insurer. So there's a couple of things we did early in the program that I think really helped the broker experience and our engagement with the brokers. And the first one was our approach to the transformation and how it would impact our broker partners. So we embraced a concept we call meet the market. And what we mean by that is really meet the scale competitor experience in our broker offices. And so historically, we had thought innovation and differentiation. I think that's a common thing. Most businesses think it's good to differentiate and innovate. But in the distribution space, what we actually wanted was if a broker was working in their office within their systems, we wanted the experience to actually be quite similar to the experience with other large-scale insurers that we were working with. And so this concept of meet the market and what that means is the amount of disruption to a broker's workflow of our implementation would be limited and success would be if there was no disruption to our brokers through this journey. And then I think the second piece was we actually engaged with our broker partners in a council and I met individually with our leadership team with a number of our partners and we asked them what are some of the learnings that they've had for other companies that have implemented technology programs or transformations of this scale and so what could we learn that those companies did well and what could we learn that could have been improved on and we did take those comments to heart and really try to feed those back into our transformation program. So, so far the feedback from our broker partners has been extremely positive on the overall implementation and so we're really pleased with that. How has your transformation improved the experience for your brokers? Can you give any examples? And also, how about your policyholders? I think from a personal lines perspective where we have now completed the operating model and launched the full guide on the cloud platform to support it, I would say it's absolutely game-changing for our brokers and our customers. And if I gave you a specific example, in our previous operating model, our workflows and our connectivity to our brokers was very manual. And we measured our business in days and weeks. In our new model, we have direct connectivity through Guidewire's platform platform directly into all of our brokers' BMS systems. And we have an extremely high level of automation and straight through processing. So what that means is our brokers can work directly in their systems, quote issue and buy in policies directly through into our platforms without any intervention from our underwriters. And so what we do now is we're monitoring the KPIs around this. And so to give you an example, in our auto business, we're seeing close to 95% straight through processing now in our personal auto business. We just recently launched our property line and we're already exceeding over 80% straight through processing there. And I think, again, if you just compare that to our previous model where the experience for a broker or a customer was measured in days and weeks, it's a whole new game for us. And that's really the basis of now allowing us to really scale that business because we built a scalable business model there. 
Oh, congratulations on these improvements. It's fantastic to hear. So during the pandemic, Gore Mutual, you mentioned, hired 200 new employees. You know, right now, hiring across any industry is challenging. So that in itself is a great accomplishment, Andy. Where did these employees get added in your organization and how did they help you achieve the vision of Next Horizon? It's probably the most exciting area of change and one that has really surpassed our expectations. All areas of our business are seeing new talent coming in. Previously, as a mid-sized regional insurer, we were only able to draw on talent from predominantly the geographic area that our head office was located in. And so with the vision now of becoming a national insurance company, we really have embraced a hybrid, highly flexible business model now with three offices in Toronto, Cambridge, and Vancouver, but highly augmented with a virtual workforce. It's really opened the floodgates for us and our ability to attract talent from right across the nation. In many ways, the pandemic helped us because the new model is much more attractive to employees. I think the second piece is the nature of the roles. That's what you're getting at. And I think what we're bringing in now is a lot more deep specialization in different areas of our business. So for example, we have an entirely new internal claims legal team. We've tripled the size of our actuarial pricing team. We're bringing deep technical expertise in our underwriting areas, particularly in commercial lines, building out depth in certain classes and target focus areas. Now, so this shift from being a generalist to much more specialization, again, combined with our scalable business model is really where we see the vision of trying to scale this business. And I think just one final thought on that is it is difficult to attract talent in this market, but the nature of the talent who are coming to us are individuals who are really excited about our vision and our transformation. They're the type of employee who wants to be a part of that journey, to be able to influence where things are going. And that's really created an amazing culture in our company right now and a sense of pride for what we're accomplishing together. You piqued my attention with mentioning hiring deep technical resources in underwriting. That's very interesting. So how has the profile of a new hire candidate changed from what you hired four or five years ago versus what you hire for today and potentially tomorrow? Yeah, it's completely different from even just three years ago, for sure five years ago. So the profile I think is technical expertise in areas where we lacked it. Individuals who likely have worked at a larger scale organization. And so they're actually bringing a lot of experience to our organization to help us on our journey. So we're seeing a lot of talent from our larger competitors. The second piece would be we're seeing a lot of new talent that's not traditional. So again, five years ago, we might have been hiring more traditional underwriters, claims, or finance individuals. Now we're seeing a lot of roles coming into our data and analytics area, our technology and digital areas. So a much more broad set of skills. And many of these individuals are coming from outside the insurance industry and bringing insights into our business to really help drive us forward. Great. Thanks, Andy. On the other side of this break, we'll continue the conversation, so don't go anywhere. Loving InsureTalk with Laura Drabik? For more expert insights and inspiration, subscribe to Laura's email newsletter at drabikdigest.com, your one-stop resource for Laura's latest blog posts, videos, podcasts, articles, and more. That's www.drabikdigest.com. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back. This is Insure Talk with Laura Drabik, where we're talking with Andy Taylor. 
You were the first Canadian carrier to go live on Guidewire's cloud platform. And you mentioned earlier, you did it in just 18 months. Um, I bet that wasn't stressful at all. <laughs> yeah, no, it was highly stressful. You know, I, I think what I would say is you know, in the early days, given the scope of what we had taken on, there was a high level of stress, but I would say it was healthy stress. I think the stress was around, would we be able to accomplish such a dramatic implementation in such a short time frame? I don't believe anyone else in our industry had done something so ambitious in terms of the full scope, underwriting claims, billing, data and analytics, everything live within 18 months. I think what gave us the confidence, and we saw that particularly after our first release, was again back to this principle of working with partners who had been there and done it before. And so whether it was working with the Guidewire team or we partners with Deloitte, which is our implementation partner, and we also hired internally from other organizations where they had implemented similar solutions are gone through a similar type of transformation. But I don't think it was till we finished our first release that I finally took a deep breath and said, okay, we're going to be fine now. And, and after that, it's been smooth sailing in the subsequent releases, but certainly not for the faint at heart. Healthy stress. Who knew such thing existed? <laughs> but I guess it does if you do what you did, which is hire people or leverage partners with experience. So I think the cloud solutions like Guidewire help insurers by providing them with access to leading edge infrastructure without the operational overhead or capital expense. And cloud software provides insurers with the flexibility to rapidly prototype, if you will, and deploy new lines and also services. But Andy, doesn't matter what I think. From your perspective, did cloud factor into your decision for selecting a modern solution? If so, why was it important? Yeah, it absolutely did. And I think we found ourselves in a position where we were lagging the industry. We were on outdated technology platforms. We were working on a legacy replacement program that hadn't been successful. So we had a decision to make. Do we catch up to where the industry is or do we leapfrog to the most modern platform? And again, it comes back to that mindset we talked about earlier of looking out on the horizon. So when we looked out on that 10-year horizon, it was clear that cloud was going to be the leading strategic platform that we wanted to be on. So that was the first decision. We do believe strongly in this concept of a lower cost scalable solution. But I think the third piece that is highly exciting for us, particularly now that we have the platform in place, is our ability to leverage it with third party accelerators and move really quickly. And so we refer to that as the innovation layer on our program. We think the cloud really opens up an opportunity for us to partner with many, many new solutions at a pace that we certainly could not have done if we were, were not on the cloud. Hey, Andy, could you share an example of the type of value proposition that is helping you innovate by leveraging third-party accelerators? Yeah, absolutely. I think one area we're looking at, which is really exciting for us, is the whole claims journey and the claims experience. So there's two pieces to the claims accelerator program for us. One is partnering with accelerators that are bringing deep expertise around fraud analytics. And so we're working with Frisk, that's one of our partners, on the fraud side. And that's going to be critical to the continued profitability of our business. And the one that I'm really excited about is there's a number of new solutions that we're looking at to improve the customer journey through the claims process and really ensure that where we have meaningful moments of truth with our customers, that we're able to really change the experience for them. So there's a high level of digitization and focus on customer experience with our partners on the claims journey that we're really excited about. I think we're just really starting to scratch the surface because we're just at the beginning of that program. 
Congratulations on opening your Bay Street office. It's absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. It's uh, stunning and very exciting for all of our employees. For our listeners, Gore Mutual is headquartered in Cambridge, Ontario, about 100 kilometers from Toronto. So Andy, why open an office in the heart of Toronto's financial district? For us, I think there's two key strategic reasons. One is for us having a presence in Canada's largest market, downtown, where our largest scale broker partners are, reinsurance partners and others, was just a logical repositioning of our brand in the marketplace. The second one ties to my earlier comments is our ability to attract industry-leading talent and then retain that talent. So now we have a vision that we've launched actually just this week of what we call our next normal future of work model, where we have flagship offices in Toronto, Cambridge, and Vancouver, and we're augmenting that with a virtual workforce, and it's been extremely exciting for us. So we're attracting talent in focus areas for us strategically, like commercial lines. You know, our Toronto and Vancouver offices will be highly focused focused on building on our commercial capabilities, but also technical expertise in actuarial and technology areas. So both repositioning us in the markets as well as uh, ability to attract talent. And we launched the office and our employees couldn't be more pleased with it. Good. And I also notice it's really close to a Tim Hortons. So yet another benefit for the talent. <laughs> That's right. That's a given. Yes. <laughs> double, double, please. All right. Any advice you would share with our listeners on how to maintain your cool and mental health during a company-wide transformation. You know, within our purpose program, we have a, a pillar we call Be Good, which is how we treat our employees. And all throughout the pandemic, but also the transformation, we really put a focus on wellness and the well-being of our employees. Another way of thinking about it is, although we've been going through a very dramatic transformation, we don't actually see the transformation ending. You know, we're building a skill set around continuous improvement and innovation. And so we built into our organization system and tools to help our employees from a wellness perspective because we really see this as more of a marathon than a sprint. So just a couple examples. We focused a lot on wellness days throughout the years, you know, giving our employees time off to recharge and refocus as we came into really busy time periods. We're even piloting a four-day work week and shortened work weeks this coming summer. You know, we call them recharge days to really recharge your batteries and get ready for the next phase. I think the other piece is focus. So we've embraced something we call strategic boulders as a mindset. And so sometimes a transformation of the scale can be completely overwhelming just because there's so many pieces that are moving, but really aligning our organization to a few very specific major strategic focus areas allows everyone to really get their head around what they need to work on and not become overwhelmed with the scope of the transformation. So I think that balance of focus, but really supporting our teams through well-being and wellness initiatives has been important for us. And my last but very important question for you, Andy, Maple Leafs or Calgary Flames? Oh, that one's an easy one, particularly with our new office. Leafs all the way. But to be fair, I'm more of a Raptors fan than I am a Leafs fan. Obviously, as a proud Canadian, I grew up playing hockey, but there's so much excitement right now with all of our sports teams. So sorry to say Leafs over Calgary and definitely Raptors as they head into the playoffs. Very exciting time for Toronto. Yes, living in California now, but being from Toronto, it wasn't taken very well when the Raptors beat the Warriors a little while ago. So I was proud, but it was a challenging situation in the office. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Andy, thank you very much for your time today and for your incredible insight on navigating the next horizon. You've showed us it's not just about ideas, it's about making ideas happen. Awesome, thank you. That was a lot of fun. 
Tune in next time for an all-new episode of Insure Talk with Laura Drabic, brought to you by Guidewire, the platform PNC insurers trust to engage, innovate, and grow efficiently. For more information, visit guidewire.com.